Everybody. <laughs> Hi guys. Sorry we're late. Uh, again. I, I, it's, I take full responsibility. Good, because you're getting full blame. Yeah. Uh, like uh, last week. Uh, full blame goes to Squeezer, so please send your hate mail to Squeezer at Rad Years. Hey, either way, I, either way I get email and it just makes me feel special, so that's you true. can hate. Uh, no, he... I'm, he, the poor little boy, I had to send him home Thursday because he had bags under his eyes that wouldn't be allowed to get carried on to most flights because they were too big. Ooh, that's good. Um, and you were just, uh, you're, you barely had a voice, so I sent you home Thursday, um, hoping that maybe you'd go and rest up and we'd be good to go Thursday night, but it wasn't the case. Uh, you had, it got even worse. You had two sick daughters and a sick wife. Uh, yeah, the wife got sick, uh, a, a little, she got a little bit, it's probably just straight up exhaustion, but yeah, it went, it went flu, flu, ear infection, stomach flu, thought it was gone, but it's still there, stomach flu, and now it's just straight up exhaustion, but everyone seems to be moderate, as I'm saying this, someone's probably throwing up right now, but, um, we, yeah. So, yeah, we intended this Happy is Valentine's Day, everyone. Yeah, it's our Valentine's Day episode. We're uh, intending to get it out by Valentine's Day, but you know, the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry. Uh, uh, you should that, that should be a book. <laughs> so uh, we are doing this Sunday night, um, and it isn't midnight yet, so it's still the same. It's still yeah, and at least maybe half the show might actually be in it, like. Sunday. We'll I'm, see. I'm going to try and do a majority of the talking because I could already see your voices in exactly 100%. It's, it's struggling. It hurt. Like, it, I'm actually talking from a different place. Like, it's more from the diaphragm, you know, trying to just push the air up. Um, I think that's going to wind up exhausting you even more. Well, no, it's exhausting, but it's the only way I can actually talk. Uh, um, I have to, like, use, use my core to, uh, manipulate my lungs to then uh apply pressure to my vocal cords i think that's how it works oh okay whatever you say clearly if you look at me i didn't pay attention in health class so um you're a sweet boy though yes uh so uh last week uh, we had it was just a busy week all around because i really didn't we did a great episode of happy mail toys and I barely got to post anything on Instagram because we were working a lot. We had a, a busy week. Yeah. Barely uh, had. Um... There was this very heavy sense of. It's so strange, too. Like, it, I feel so pompous saying it. Like, this sense of guilt that I didn't get a show out. Because, like, people want to hear us ramble on about nonsense. Yeah, we had a few people and ask. I feel bad. No show this week. I said it's coming. And then we will be recording next week's show. I think maybe Wednesday or Thursday night. Yeah, we'll catch back up. We'll, we'll do some up. rad years math and we won't miss a week. No, we'll we'll be we'll have we'll have next week's show out. Um 
I'll let you know. Get your pen pen out. I'll let you know right now what next week's topic is. It's right here. You know what it is? No, the pen. Oh, it, it's actually I I didn't even predict this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess in celebration of the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, we're talking everything Sega on next week's show. Awesome. I heard it did really well at the box office. It did. It did well. Um, it got good reviews, too. It did get good reviews. Uh, our, our one, our, our friend, I'm looking for my phone to tell you, I got uh, some Rad Years fan review um, on Instagram. Our friend Dork Knights said he absolutely loved it. So many Easter eggs and callbacks to various games and cartoons. On top of that, it was just flat out fun for kids and adults alike. It wasn't stupid. It didn't feel corny or cheesy. It was just solid, good fun. I can't wait to see it again. I'm stoked that it's making money. Especially I'm stoked that it's making money because that they went and fixed it. Mm-hmm. I look forward to a sequel. Very much a love letter to 90s kids. Very much a rad years movie. And he asked if I've seen it. And I, I we're intending to maybe this week. Uh, he said there are two mid-credit scenes that set up a sequel. Uh, oh, cool. So. Well, if it made money, we'll we'll get it. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and I heard it. It's... I wonder if the whole teeth controversy helped it. It was just a little. It so, got it in the news. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. Or, yeah, I don't know if it would do enough though to cause people to spend you know their money to go and see the teeth when you can just go online. But, um, yeah, I and I love the idea. Jim Carrey looks just awesome in it. So. Yeah, um, record U.S. bow for a video game pick, $68 million, um for four-day, $100 million worldwide. So, more than Blood Rain? More than, I mean, it's not, the, the bar was set really low. <laughs> but I guess Detective Pikachu was the, uh, the, the horse to beat, and it beat Detective Pikachu, so... Which arguably had more star power with uh, Ryan Reynolds at the time. Yeah. But Ben Schwartz from uh, Jean Raffio from Parks and Rec does the voice mm-hmm. of Sonic. So. Oh, nice. We've been watching a lot of Parks and Rec. That's a good. We, I've been watching uh, a lot of. I love. Tra- I just rewatched Trailer Park Boys over and over. Well, we, it's the. It's safe enough, and you can get some laughs out of it, and the, the four-year-old likes it. Mm. Um, I don't. Th- I don't think I want her watching Trailer Park Boys yet. No. Yeah. Have you ever watched Trailer Park Boys? Uh, a little bit here and there. It's just you know. You got a lot to watch. I got a lot to watch. So yeah, um, and and now I have twenty one seasons of New Yankee Workshop that I can indulge myself in. Oh, from uh, next to our dear friend Texas Eric. Um. Yeah, I sat there eating uh, some mediocre ribs. They're actually pretty good ribs. And watching Norm Abrams. I went back to season one, which was uh, fantastic. Everything everything in its uh, video 4x3 glory, just blended colors and fuzzy out-of-focus lines. They didn't have the archiving techniques that Vince McMahon had because you go back on WWE Network and watch some of that shit, and it is pristine. Uh, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty decent, but there, there are some, there are some shots. And in the way, it's, it's just different. Like now, everything, everyone's so. They, they it's great because they put a little graphic up. It's like, please refer to your manual each time. 
But just the way he casually is just throwing stuff through his radial alarm saw just terrifies me. Hmm. <sighs> it's it's like it's like a monster. But uh, Big, sharp, dadoy teeth monster. Uh, anyway, Paramount, uh, who put out Sonic the Hedgehog and took it back in to fix it, um, they had a string of what is called the string of pricey duds with Gemini Man, that Will Smith movie where he. He uh, goes back to fight a younger version of himself. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that bombed. Bombed. Terminator Dark Fate. Bombed. Rhythm Section. Bombed. Uh, but getting back on track with uh, $87 million net off Sonic the Hedgehog, that's yeah, pretty good. I'm disappointed that Terminator bombed, but at the same time, I'm solely responsible for it because I was excited for it. But I did not have the energy to go out at night and see it. Yeah, so. I wasn't excited about it. I'm excited for Sonic. I will say, We saw Birds of Prey last week, uh, which was great. Uh, that didn't do well. And uh, apparently they're renaming it Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey, I guess. Yeah. Um, they were projecting $55 million for Sonic. Um, to go 68 is is crazy. Uh, they also think that it could go upwards of 70 mil by, by tomorrow morning. Wow. Um, so, yeah. It's a fun weekend movie and uh, a, a, a big record. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's Jim Carrey's second best domestic three-day debut uh, since Bruce Almighty. Well, to be fair, what else has he put out since Bruce Almighty? Yeah, but I mean, like, out of all the movies he put out, it's his second best. But you he, you said since. No, after. Like, Bruce Almighty was his best. Oh, and, when you when you said that, I thought you meant, like... No. Like, the time from Bruce Almighty till now. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I heard it's... um. I heard it's really uh, Jim Carrey's really slapstick and back to his former self, like ridiculousness and awesome. Uh, and Paramount's got a, a good run coming with Quiet Place too. Have you seen Quiet Place? No, it's really good. Uh, I I have no concept of the world of those words right now. <laughs> uh, a new SpongeBob movie and um, Top Gun Maverick is June twenty six. So I, I don't, I'm excited to see uh, Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, yeah, I will. I'll, I'll, I, I kind of have to see that, right? Because you want to see if it compares to our movie. Mm-hmm. Just wear aviators in the theater. Badass. So yeah, I'm excited to see Sonic uh, and get a chance to uh, live in that. I like the old Sonic cartoon. I watched it a lot in the in the. Back in the day, it was on the other day at work. You know what? Uh, Did you see that? I walked through. It was on in the break room. You know what? I saw the other day in the break room uh, on Stars. Someone was watching um, Doctor Doolittle three on Stars. Oh, yep. And yeah. What came on after it was Super Mario Brothers three cartoon. No, sh- really? Yeah, it's on Stars. I took a. I wonder. I wonder if that's what was on. If Star Wars was on. 
Yeah, they might play Sonic too. They might have bought all they, that they, old shit. Because Sonic and Inspector Gadget was, was also on. Yeah, it's it's. And all... I was walking through, like, oh shit! And I just stood there and I was watching Sonic for a while. They're... I mean, in passing through while I was busy at work, sir. Yeah, they're all on uh, YouTube, but still, I'm pretty sure Sonic's on the the Mario ones are all on YouTube. Um, yeah, we watched Doctor Doolittle three. It was uh. Well, I wasn't watching. We were watching someone watching it and kept asking them what it was. And then every time that you would ask them what they were watching, they would get pissed to the point where they turn on the guide and show you, look, it's Dr. Doolittle 3. And then you have to ask them again. And it's just, uh, it's an enjoyable pastime. More enjoyable than Dr. Doolittle 3, although uh, John Amos is in it. So that's a plus. So Sonic has already made more money than Birds of Prey. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Is and it the R rating? Maybe I don't know. I loved it. I love Birds of Prey. It's good. I guess I don't think it was marketed right. I don't know. I mean, how? What else? You, you, you the trailers are basically all Harley Quinn. I guess yeah. If they would have just called it the Harley Quinn movie, maybe. Mm-hmm. But if you're gonna see it, people know. Or don't they? They go on, but no, because you don't just see. It's not just words like in a newspaper anymore. No, you see the poster, like yeah. when you go online. I don't know. I I don't know if they cut the right trailers or or what. But the movie's a lot mm. of fun, and if you haven't seen it, uh, go see it. It's really really uh, a solid picture. Uh, but I think people hate inclusion, <laughs> so and that's this is very uh, inclusive. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, but Birds of Prey have been around forever. Yeah, but like it, there's like an Asian American woman director and writer, and it's there's like a it's almost mainly female cast, and I have no problem with who directs or writes or stars in movies. I'm you know happy to see all uh, types of inclusion, but you know there's there's jerks out there. <laughs> Did you see Matt Reeves? Uh, Vimeo release of the Batman uh, Robert Patterson Batman suit. Oh no! It's all drenched in red, and the part that I like uh, the most is Michael Ginocchio. I don't know how to say his name. He does the score for it, and it's like mm-hmm. a really cool driving score. And I'm like, oh, that's exciting. You know, I w- I wish they would have kept Ben. A- I really liked Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne and Batman, and I liked not. Here's here we go to fuck your inclusion i prefer english i'm sorry american actors to play batman we keep getting these brits yeah i get it no i'm kidding i don't give a fuck uh but robert pattinson you know the twilight batman but <clears throat> oh is that what they're gonna call it the twilight batman well just because he was in twilight yeah i know but that it's, that sounds like a good title yeah twilight batman i think they're doing long halloween from all uh leaks um, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's, that's cool. That would be that would, and then like everyone's like, oh, he released a video on Valentine's Day, um, drenched in red. So they're definitely doing Long Halloween. So that mm-hmm. makes sense. One of the four, four or six books of the Jeff Loeb Tim Sale run, you know, before it was trade paperback, mm-hmm. uh, had the Valentine's Day box of chocolates on the front because it was the holiday killer. Uh, Harvey, spoilers, Harvey Dent's wife and Harvey Dent before he turned into Two-Face. 
Great point. Um, if, you haven't, if you've never read Long Halloween by Jeff Loeb yeah. and Tim Sale, I'll let you borrow it, squeeze. Put it on your list. Oh, no, I did. Way back. But... Uh, do you see the other trailer that came out? Stranger Things 4? Yeah, the, uh, the teaser. The teaser, Hop, is yeah. still alive. And they're in yeah. Mother Russia. I think it was him in that cage. See? Yeah. Everyone relax. Everyone's trying to go too deep. No, like, it's not that deep. They can't let Hop die. No. They had to let you think he was dead for the emotional payoff of the letter at the end. Yeah. And then... Um... As long as everyone gets back together at some point. I don't want a whole everyone's all over the place season. Yeah. That's what killed the rest of development in season four. Well, no, that was literally everyone's all over the place because they shot them all separately. Yeah, yeah, no. It's like, hey, remember that show that you loved about everyone being together in the same room and just kind of working off each other and mm-hmm. making it silly? Yeah, well, we're going to take them all and uh, Log have jam not it do up that. your ass. No. You're welcome. <clears throat> but yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be a fun summer between yeah. that and Ghostbusters. Um, when does Stranger Things 4 supposed to come out? I don't know. I just assumed the summer. Because it, it initially came out in the summer, and then the second one, Stranger Things 2, came out on Halloween. Mm-hmm. And then Stranger Things 3 came out on the 4th of July. Yeah, that's why I'm going summer. I feel like the Halloween drop was more just because the feel I, of that season was Halloween. Yeah, but the feel of last season was very summer, and it was fucking great. I love Stranger Things 3 was so good. The whole tagline, yeah. one summer can change everything, the mall, the fucking 4th of July shit. It was so good. Stranger Things for release date. Let's see if there's... Googling with the rad years. Nope, nothing out yet. That was a quick Google. Don't start your song yet. Well, no, it's it's. Just, we paid for the jingle. We might as well use it. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a lot of cool things. Uh, one of our uh, listeners, uh, Wade uh, from up in Canada, sent me uh, this news that, of course, with every Ghostbusters movie now, it seems like we get a Twinkie. And they were, there's going to be Ghostbusters Twinkies coming out with blue filling. I don't know why blue. Uh, maybe there's some relation to the movie, but they released the key lime green slime ones for the Ghostbusters Answer the Call movie, which is what they posthumously called the female Ghostbusters reboot. Ah. Uh. And... Um, I don't know. I guess pink slime was for Ghostbusters 2. Green slime was for the original. Maybe there's blue slime in this new one. that we Ooh. Something cool we don't even know about. Uh, and there's, it is verified. There are display... Uh, f- display... Let's see... Uh, uh, guidelines for... Uh, Walmart. That there will be Ghostbusters ding-dongs and <laughs> Ghostbuster <laughs> Twinkies. Uh and it says something like, I can't see what it says. Something madness. Twinkies. Monster madness Twinkies. Yes. Ghostbusters Afterlife. So, 
um, yeah, look for that. I, I, I said this to you when they originally announced the Ghostbusters. I was like, there's going to be so much cool shit coming out. Yeah, I'm almost as excited for the marketing as I am the movie itself. I mean, of course I'm excited for the movie, even though people are like, it's a ripoff of Stranger Things. No. <laughs> Stranger <laughs> Things is a ripoff of Ghostbusters yeah. and many other things. Like, yeah. come on. And it's not even, it's, it just, it pays homage to all those, right. you know, yeah. Uh, when rip, everything rips off everything. In fact, I will listen to Finn Wolfhard on Smodcast, and he said that they, they didn't make, like, style, like, lookbooks. They made, like, style sizzle reels, so they, like, cut together, like, scenes from movies and shit and TV shows that they wanted the show to look like, and they, they passed that around. So you weren't, like, just flipping through a lookbook, you know, which I make for our artist every time she makes one of our wonderful um, new uh, graphics. By the way, I have the T-shirts, and I... <laughs> I just remembered that I do. I, I picked up the T-shirts, the new mm-hmm. Rad Years logo T-shirts. They're, they've been in the back of my car, and we've just been so busy. I haven't looked. At, I looked at them when I picked them up, and I'm like, oh, these are pretty cool. Um, How long have they been there? Since Wednesday. You suck. <laughs> Why do I suck? <laughs> I want to see them. I, 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 haven't, I, I, I kept wanting to bring them in this weekend, then I'd forget about them. And I forgot about them until just now. I'm like, oh, I have those fucking T-shirts. So, I yeah. haven't seen you for more than 10 minutes. So. Yeah. Uh, there's a chance that um, when you do, when you get, the, the pins are in production, by the way. Everyone's okay in uh, China. and um, Well, yeah, they changed the name of it, so everyone's all right now. What did they change the name of? Oh, they just, like, hyphenated it with a 19, like, you know. Encove 19? Yeah. Well, that's what she, the the woman who does our order told me that production was down because of NCOV-19. And I, I was like, what is that? Some sort of celebration? <laughs> and I Googled it and I'm like, oh, that's what they're calling the coronavirus. Oh. Um, so yeah, the pins will be coming soon. And the t-shirts. Uh, you're gonna, the, let me guess, you're going to tell me they're athletic fit. No, no, they're just standard Gildan horse blankets. Lord <laughs> <laughs> um, <coughs> me. Uh, so yeah, they're they're just black, one color, green ink. They look really good. Perfect. Leah Valley Apparel Creations did a great job with them took forever and even though it's max's friend uh did a great job um but yeah the, i don't know how we're gonna distribute these i got plenty of two xls by the way Ooh, how many smalls five mm, that's a lot <laughs> i know we have one to enchantress i guess mrs squeezer can get one yeah um and then we'll have three left that we can um, cut up into one larger shirt to give away. <laughs> and then uh, I don't know how I'm going to – we're, we're going to um, – uh, so, like, I told you the rules to, to uh, get one. Yeah. yeah, it's the same. You have to, instead of I know you guys all already commented and everything, but if you know someone who 
who doesn't listen, you can get them to listen and do the steps. Not only do they get the pins, you get the pin. And the more people you get, I'm going to tack on bonus surprises. So yes, I have the, the hologram stickers. I have something else up my sleeve that I can't really talk about yet that I haven't even told you yet. Um, hmm. It, it does feel kind of douchey, though, if I'm going around telling people, hey, listen to my podcast so uh, I can get a pin. No, you don't have to do it. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, I should be. I'll give it, you the pins it, for free. <clears throat> but, I mean, if just, other, if other fans say, weird. hey, listen to this pod, it's no, 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 no. Okay. You'll get, I'm very humble. They'll Listen, they'll get the pins, too. Hey, do you, you like this artwork? Do you want these free pins? All you have to do is listen to this podcast, and if you like it, comment and do these steps you'll get the pins and i'll get them too yeah i'm not just giving them to you, you I, I don't feel like you're picking up what i'm what i'm doing oh no i get this i get it then I you just, just call it douchey no no me no me doing it oh yeah i don't tell anyone to listen to my pod yes <laughs> yeah that i just can't i mean i get very uncomfortable when people even talk to me about it in person yeah, right yeah me too they're like oh i love it i'm like ha 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 right. yeah email me <laughs> <laughs> so we don't even do this show to our fate like in person with each other anymore so now fans though of the show can get their friends to listen and the more they people they get i am going to start adding more to the pot so there's the, the stickers there's the t-shirts there's other cool stuff that you might not even know about that um, you could win by getting people to do the steps. Uh, so if you're like, hey, I got these five people to do these steps, I get the pin set, what else do I get? Oh, baby, are you go up for something? So, I mean, selling stuff, yeah, we could sell stuff, but why not just give it away, right? Eventually, though, we'll just have a 12-step program. <laughs> Probably the best thing for this show. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if like you could give stuff away for uh, succession of a twelve-step program. So success, you know what I mean. I don't know what I'm talking about, but well, I don't that you don't know how a twelve-step program works. I don't doubt it. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, we're talking retro romance today. Uh, for Valentine's Day, that was two days ago. But this is really gonna throw us off in like two years when we go back, and I'm looking for the date, to like to listen to the old show to see what we did, <laughs> and it's not on Valentine's Day. I'm like, oh, I guess we didn't do one this year. No, you just have that since like two summers, since like last summer. I've been uh, like the summer before last summer. I've been keeping archives of everything, so I have it written down. So you don't have to go back and look. Oh well. It's fun scrolling through and seeing what else we did and how long the episodes were. I think this one was just over an hour. I remember this one, we got right to the point. Like, we came up and like, hey, it's the Retro Romance Show. Squeezer, what's your first pick? Like, wait, wait, what are, who are these guys? Yeah, they didn't ramble. And that may be yeah. to the benefit or dismay of... Uh, all our fans out there, but hopefully, um, 
Well, I, I like to think it's our warm-up. We get the groove going. You get the flow. You get the vo- voice warmed up. In this case, maybe probably wasn't the best idea, but still. You get to hear us maybe talk about some stuff that isn't as retro, but linked to retro. Yeah. Uh, and with that, we should start. And it's your pick first this week. Oh, boy. So here is Squeezer's first pick. Looks like you're behind the old eight ball, Gambit. And I'm about to sink it. You're not winning the game yet, Cher. Could be you need incentive. How about the winner get a kiss from the loser? That's not funny. Or do you want to end up in a coma? You can drain my energy anytime, Cher. Gambit has plenty. Was that like a double (laughs) entendre? No, that was just one. Oh, yes, yeah. Drain my, I mean, because. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. that I think about it, as I was, I, I watched, there's a whole, actually, <clears throat> a whole video on YouTube of just Gambit and Rogue. Gambit hitting and on Rogue. Damn, for uh, us, uh, yeah, as as kids, you're not picking up on a whole lot of what Gambit's uh, throwing down. But now I'm like, oh, that guy's got game. It's yeah. not working well. Um, it transcended the comic books, though. They, the relationship was formed be, uh, for the animated series, and Gambit was barely popular at all. Yeah. But he became hugely popular because of the animated series. And then mm-hmm. when they did the whole um, Apocalypse, Age of Apocalypse storyline where they broke them all off, Gambit and Rogue got their own comic book, mm-hmm. their own line. So Yeah, the, the cartoon really did uh, – it, it created its own space. You know, it, it like like what the MCU is, like that was X Men was at its time. Just its own, it, it stood on its own. It wasn't just a rip off uh, of something. No, like oh well, it didn't do that in the comics. It didn't matter because the cartoon was so damn good. And with that, you came the popularity of X Men all over the place. You get all the merchandise, and in nineteen ninety three. We got Valentine cards. Ah. Yeah. And you remember the whole, you know, you get the little uh, little cards, and sometimes they have a lollipop on them. Sometimes you just, you fold them over, and then you you slip them. You walk around, and you kind of just sneak them in people's boxes on their desk, Um, which I think back then you didn't have to give one to everyone, but I think now you do. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Well, now I learned that in my school district, uh, hopefully we won't, I won't have to worry about this when you move, but that you can't, if you invite friends to your birthday party, and if you invite, like, say, I got girls, so if they invite some of the girls from class, you have to invite all the girls from the class. What? Yeah, you have to invite every girl from the class. And if you want to, if you're like one, one boy is like a friend. You have to invite all the boys in the class, too. So I almost want to stay here so I can get the ACLU involved because I will be that guy to make it a thing and embarrass my kid while I make a scene over it. Mm, I'm like, what if if my kid doesn't like the other kid? What if that other kid's a jerk? How did they force you to? Exactly. But, I mean, you could still do it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Outside of class, outside of school, but like you can't like if you're at school, you can't hand out invitation like here, come to my party because of little Sally, no friend over there, 
doesn't get one, then she's going to be sad. I was little Sally, no friend. <laughs> yeah, so was I. And guess what? I had to learn how to make jokes. All right. And I became funny. Yeah. And it, it toughened me up and made me impervious to emotional pain. Like, there's nothing you can say to me now that hurts my feelings. Nothing. No words can will penetrate the, this fleshy, fatty, verbal, bulletproof vest. <laughs> They're just words. Just now, if words. you want to throw me down, get on my back, and put me in a camel clutch, I'm not going to tap either. No. That happened, too. <laughs> it toughens you up. Getting this shit beaten out of you toughens you up. No shit. All my buddies are wrestlers, and I used to get drunk oh, yeah. and feel like I could fight <laughs> you were them. hanging out with monsters. And just get my ass whooped. I mean, I, I could say anything to anybody in the bar, and they would just have to sit there and take it. Uh, and I, I didn't do it on purpose. It, I probably would have got my ass whooped in any other situation. It's just when you're there with, you know. A bunch of D1 monsters. Right. You, you just they let you talk shit and then they'll give it to you at the end of the night. <laughs> oh yeah. Um but so you're walking around and you you have th this is a time too when uh the Valentine's Day card thing it was going on for quite some time but um you know the the branding of it it was just an easy uh cash in on whatever you had. So, you know, Ninja Turtles or, you know, GI Joe X-Men Ghostbusters, whatever. Um, or like, you know, My Little Pony or whatever the hell um, girls liked back then. Uh, but I liked X-Men. And so I wanted X-Men Valentine's cards. And it got me thinking as I'm looking through these. It's like, <clears throat> do, do you really give a shit about your Valentine's cards? Like what you get? Like when you were a kid? No. No. No, thank you. That's the right answer. And I really didn't either. And I don't want to be a sexist squeezer over here, but I'm just going to extrapolate and say that maybe the girls in the class were more interested in the idea of it. Because I know for a fact, like, I wasn't going out and crafting them by hand, where I know some of the girls in the class would actually make ones. Oh, like God. Little... I didn't even want to do it. My mom forced me to do it every year. I wanted them just for myself. I would have just kept them all. And I tried to make her do it for me. Like, can you put them together for me? And she wouldn't. I got it. I did not <laughs> want to be bothered by putting together <laughs> Valentines at all. Um, but it just got me thinking. Like, I, you dro I'm dropping these X Men ones in the box, and then some, some little like second grade girl is all excited to go through her Valentines, and she had one that's like actual like hearts that she made out of, like crinkle paper, and. She gets one with Colossus and Wolverine on it with swords coming out from between his knuckles. And it's it says, it's you and me, bub, side by side. Hmm. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. A uh, lot, of, lot of Wolverine ones. Uh, Look sharp, Valentine. Uh, Happy Valentine's Day. Get the point. I don't... Oh, get the point, because he's yeah. got pointy claws. Yeah. Um, Magneto, I'm so attracted to you, Valentine. And it's like scary grimacing Magneto from the comics. Um, yeah, they probably just repurposed artwork. Oh, clearly. Yeah. Uh, and they just drop it on some hearts. Uh, um, uh, yeah, some, a lot of like cover, you could tell like a lot of it was cover art, um, the way they're posed. Uh, 
Hey, bub, you can count on me. Oh, they and they even reused. Uh, <clears throat> so Colossus, it's it's you and me, bub, side by side. When it's Wolverine and Cyclops, it's hey, bub, you can count on me. Um, which I don't think they ever really said that to each other. Yeah, um, they get along because they're both in love with Jean Grey. Yeah, Jubilee's there. You're more than fire. You're more fun than fireworks. Uh, Wolverine. This one's very threatening. There's Wolverine, and he's like hunched over with his arms back, with the claws drawn down, and like elbows back pose. And in the heart, it says, "I'm always ready." Dot dot dot. And then underneath, "To be your friend." <laughs> it's very threatening. Yeah, that is kind of threatening. <laughs> uh, but these are a lot of fun. Uh, it reminds me of y- you go through, and it's just like a little snippet from like the cartoons and the comics back then. And but it was just I found it odd that um, oh, there's Storm. You make my days sunny. Hmm. See, look at that. See, there's some there's some positive stuff there. But I'm sure if you don't like, aren't a fan. You're not going to get, okay, why is this lady all in white? Uh, why do I make her day sunny? Or why is this grimacing man with his hand reaching out to me, looks like, looking like he's crushing my heart, uh, attracted to me? And unless I made a medal, I'm not quite sure, though, why Magneto would be attracted to me, but still. Hmm. Um, but yeah, they're a lot of fun to go go back and look at. You can just Google them in the pictures all over the internet. Um, ooh, but rogues, you're extra special. That that's Sugar. X-Men. Get it? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Uh yeah, these I I mean you know me well enough by now. You could pretty much get why I young Ryan didn't want anything to do with this. Yeah. Yeah. Why can't we get something better? Like, give me the candy. I don't want anything to do with this card shit. <laughs> Uh, I like collecting crap at the time, so. I said it I, but I just didn't want to. I didn't want to have to give people things. Give, I'll take your your Valentines. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I have to do any work? Right? You get me? Yeah. I liked making the box. I liked getting up and walking around the room. That was fun. When that's the highlight of your day in school. Yeah. They talk about the problems with learning in school. It's like, how about this? You have a 10-minute moment of the day once a year where you get to walk out and just put little pieces of crap paper in people's boxes on their desk, and that's the highlight. How about make school a little more interesting where just walking around isn't the highlight of your school year? Oh, God. School's awful. Getting up, getting on the bus, going to letting, – <laughs> letting some old cantankerous fucking – who knows what the fuck drive you – and a steel fucking shell. Did you mean to say alcoholic? Alcoholic, sure. Um, drive you in the steel shell on these benches with no seatbelts. There's a reasoning behind that, but I'm not quite sure if it... Where they, I, There were studies, and they're like, oh, no, it's more dangerous. Yeah, I and guess. It just, and it's going to cost us money, too. So. All right. And then they get you get to school, and these teachers are, are fucking... I mean... One of our, uh, I can't. I guess I won't say what coach she was coaching, but one of the girls in my class would brag about like being wooed by one of the coaches, and he eventually went to prison a few years later. <laughs> like this is like like what 
Like you gotta you gotta be careful, Squeezer. We gotta... know plenty of teachers. Does that surprise you in any way? No, yeah. Homeschool your daughter, Squeezer. In fact, lock <laughs> them in your house and never let them see the outside world. That's the plan. <laughs> ah, so much love and romance. Here Maybe is... that's why she's preparing she's a big Rapunzel fan. She's getting ready. <laughs> she's getting growing that hair out. Now yep. our our first two years ago, our first Retro Romance show that we did live on set while looking straight ahead and not at each other. It, it was weird to listen to. I'm like, oh, we're in the same room together. Yeah. Uh, you said that your most romantic thought of coffee was Taster's Choice, I think you said? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, a whole uh, series of commercials. Yes. To me, mine was the one my mom and dad, mainly my mom, would drink. And that was this coffee. Let's not unpack. Do it tomorrow. I wish we were still in Vienna. Me too. Here, this will take you back. Mmm. Chocolate. This reminds me of the coffee that we had that night. New Viennese Chocolate Cafe. Rich coffee with a touch of luscious chocolate. That was my favorite night in Vienna. But we never went out. Celebrate the moment. <laughs> New from General Foods International Coffees. Oh, boy. General food. Celebrate the moments of your life. These um, were a staple in our, so in our spice, my mom kept them in our spice cabinet. So we, we had a, a cabinet that was slim and there was spices like salt, your salt, your pepper, your, mm-hmm. your cinnamon sugar football, orange football player made by Domino. Remember them? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what the correlation was, but your honey bear, mm-hmm. and um, of course your General Foods International coffees. <laughs> uh, they these were instant coffees, and there was tons of different flavors. They you could still get them. I think they're marketed under uh, um, what the fuck? Maxwell House, from the makers of Maxwell House. They're a Maxwell House product now. Okay. Uh, but uh, there, there was like different flavors to uh, like, Vien- like Viennese Chocolate Cafe, Orange Cappuccino, Kahlua Cafe. And there, and you remember these commercials, right? Mm-hmm. Did your mom drink these? No. No, my mom wasn't a big coffee drinker. and Neither was my mom. But when she did, she drank these. These, she, my mom drank tea, but my dad drank Maxwell House coffee, obviously. Um, and then as we started, uh, like coffee started becoming, a, like in, back in the day, you could either get Folgers or Maxwell House, remember? Yep. And then like coffee started branching out into what it is today, where there's like fresh ground beans and now there's uh-huh. K-Cup. Now the coffee section is huge. And there used to just be your tin of Maxwell House, your tin of Folgers, which was instant crystals. Maxwell House was ground coffee, and then maybe like some store brands. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, your little tins of General Foods International uh, coffees. It made um, it look so fancy. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's. Um, and it wasn't in a giant tub. Yeah, right. It was these little tiny little tins, and. Um, I don't know. It seemed like my parents would break them out for like date nights and stuff. So, so oh. for some reason, they always seemed linked to romance and romantic uh, 
um, romance in general. And um, the commercials probably did a lot of that. Uh, it was always like that whole like, remember that night? And she, there's always the finishing the sentence. That was like the joke. And of course, mm -hmm. Mad TV uh, parodied it. Here's a little bit of that. Oh, my mouth tastes like I've been chewing on a street bum's beard. International coffee? It's French blend. Oh, delightful. I don't think I've ever been that drunk in my life. <laughs> Remember when you put your fist through the TV? Yeah. I should have unplugged it first. Nearly fried. Who was that guy we slept with last night? I can't remember his name. I remember he was good. Ugh, oh, that guy was a gymnast. Mm, tongue like a Gila monster. Not overly hairy. Or sweaty. Did we even ask him his name? <laughs> Jean-Luc. Mm, that's it. Jean-Luc. Hair of the dog? No, thanks. But I'd love some vodka. <laughs> General Products, International Coffees. There's nothing like the morning after. <laughs> and these go, go on. It went on the whole show. There are different. It told the whole story of John Luke. He broke into the house. But they always have their international coffee to uh, fall back on. Their French roast. Uh, I have Mad TV is a kind of a theme for me in this episode. I have more of the oh, clips nice. for later, but yeah, um, the international General Foods International little tins of coffee were a staple in my house. And just like I said on the last show, how when my parents would have a romantic dinner, it was Chinese food, and they would have to share it with us. Uh, <laughs> they would also break out the General Foods International instant coffee. They knew how to really live. <laughs> Movers and shakers. All right, squeeze. Here is your second pick. Tune as old as song. Bittersweet and strange. Finding you can change. Learning you were wrong. Certain as the sun. Rising in the east. As old as time, song as old as rhyme, beauty and the beast. The fuck? What? It's Angela Lansbury. What doesn't say romance like Angela Lansbury? Is this from the new movie or? No, no, it's from the from the cartoon, the animated one back in the day. Um. I've been. I, I was trying to find a way when I could ever talk about this randomly on the show. Um, <clears throat> this might be in this sequence probably my favorite visual cinematography. Just this is like one of my favorite shots of all movies ever, and it's in it was CG. Disney's '91 Beauty and the Beast. The whole sweeping ballroom scene was CG. The, yeah. The sweeping ballroom scene. And it was it was like one of the first so prior to that, um so Pixar had been working on some shorts and developing the stuff and um their <clears throat> CAPS program, which stood for Computer Animated Production System. That's an anagram, folks. Um and they were looking to make they wanted to make Beauty and the Beast look epic. Disney was cr finally crawling out. They were starting. They were making waves now. They can make good movies again. They were out of that black hole, uh -huh. um, and 
um, Beauty and the Beast, Beast was going to be their epic. And in the shot, they they wanted these grand sweeping um, shots. And there are two that they had in mind. There's going to be one, they wanted this ballroom scene. <clears throat> and they wanted a scene at the end of the film um, from the exterior of the castle when he's fighting Gaston. Mm-hmm. And um, they were kind of, it was kind of a mess. They were kind of all over the place. Um, so they brought in Jim Hillen, who was, actually was a producer on uh, the Jetsons movie, um, and brought him in. And they're like, all right, what do we need to do? How do you do this? And he's like, well, I can give you one or the other. Like, it was like a $20 million budget. He's like, we can do one of these. And like, all right, let's go with the ballroom scene. And so they like, they sketched it out and they brought in artists and they painted these scenes and then um, they penciled everything in. And yeah, it was one of the first uses um, of like large scale um, animated CGI use um at this like level um and that, that that sense of detail and uh dare i say uh i don't want to say it, it feels bad when you say quality artistry because you know it's like you're looking it's like money for nothing's brilliant but it's computer animation but it was also basically done in a chiron um this is like modern day we're out of the 80s now we're past the music video uh cgi thing and this is basically this opened the door and it's like this is what you have to work with now mm-hmm. this is what the future is going to look like and it, it blows my mind still like i we i watch this all the time um not because i want to sit down and watch beauty and the beast but because i don't get to watch what i want to watch um <laughs> but i will make sure that like when it's on i will pop it in the room and make sure i see it just because visually it's such a beautiful shot it's so well done and it's mind-blowing because it, it, it's nothing, it's nothing like that that you've seen before. Like at that time, it was like, wait, how did they? You want to know how they did that? Mm-hmm. And it's nothing that you can do with basic animation. Like you can't, you can't move rooms like that. And and even then, like they went through and they're like, well, we don't want it to look too different. Hey, Schmuffin. Hi, Schmuffin. Uncle happy Sque- Valent, happy belated Valentine's Day. Uncle Squeezer says happy Valentine's Day. Um. So they actually went into like the Disney vault and like were trying to look for like moving backgrounds and like they couldn't the only thing they found was like stuff from Bambi where they like moved uh some of the like background plates a little bit but like this this was it this was the first that like that anyone can recall that that was uh that was even done uh, to that level but yeah the amount of time and energy and just think the rendering time what that had to do mm, yeah um how how much uh, uh, Vienna coffee, Viennese coffee was hmm. consumed, just staring at a, a little uh, little bar filling up, waiting. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> um, yeah, it's um, and Beauty and the Beast. It's a oh yeah, it's Val, it's the romance show, right? Oh, it's a beautiful love story. But it's uh, it it allowed it gave me the opportunity to hit, take that theme and and go back, get a chance, just go online. You can find it, just the scene itself. If that's all you want to see. Um, it's worth checking out. It's it's still and it still stands out. 
Um, I mean, it's this is what ninety one. This is gonna. It's almost thirty years old, and it still uh, it still holds up. Still holds up. Still holds up. Um, you know what still holds up, even after you've been chewing it all day long, Squeezer. Hmm. No little cinnamon gum freshens breath longer than Big Red. So kiss a little longer, stay close a little longer, hold tight a little longer, longer with Big Red. That Big Red freshness lasts my right through it. Your fresh breath goes on and on. While you chew it, say goodbye a little longer, make it last a little longer. Give your breath long-lasting freshness with Big Red. With Big Red. Big Red. Oh, man. I used to chomp God, That made me so happy. That commercial's great, isn't it? That com- Like, it just made me... Right now, I just went... I want more gum commercials on TV right now. Yeah, Wrigley um, was the king of them. Uh, this Big Red came out in the 70s, and in 1976, uh, I think, was the year that Big Red joined uh, the chewing gum lineup that featured the first of them all being juicy fruit then wrigley spearmint then double mint then of course big red and why we are in middle school in 1994 this the gum hit the scene called winter fresh and became the most popular gum on the planet remember in 94 when winter fresh oh yeah everyone had winter fresh the, the like the the yeah. frosty breath commercials um so back then there was only dentine. That's the little piece of gum they hold up. Dentine mm-hmm. was the only tiny gum. And, of course, Trident. But they needed full-size sticks for the gum market. Um, and we always bought Wrigley's gum because it was 25 cents a pack. It was easy. Yeah. It, no matter where you went, a quarter for a pack of Wrigley's gum. And uh, sometimes you get the plenty pack. You know, it's a little bit more. Uh, but um, plenty of gum. And I used to buy... I used to mix it up. So you'd go back, you get double mint was the only one I really didn't like. I love the spearmint. Who doesn't like juicy fruit? Mm-hmm. Uh, Big red and um, winter fresh. You get a couple, you make two bucks, you get like eight packs of gum. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, you just, you just chewed big red in the middle school dance thinking that this will help me if I make out <laughs> with a girl. Oh man. Marketing works, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it didn't. I didn't make out with any girls, but just in case I was, Chewing on a wad of Big Red that looked like I was drooling red sauce out of my mouth. <laughs> and it, it was more than one, uh, more than one sliver. Oh yeah, of course. So just a big wad of chew. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so the the creation of Kiss a Little Longer campaign was targeted at teens and young adults. And um, 1979, three years after Big Red was introduced, uh, they repositioned the concept. Uh, long last and fresh breath. Uh, the little longer campaign um, was developed to kind of make people uh, uh, invoke the romance of cinnamon, I guess, the red hot uh, relationship. And, and that's what those commercials did. They awkwardly had people kissing and staying close a little longer. Um it it really helped. Big Red was was kind of declining, and then when this campaign came out, it uh, kind of launched Big Red to the forefront. 
And um, it was pop. That commercial ran forever. I know they had um, the campaign redone by Neo in nineteen or two thousand eight or something like that. Uh, but uh, Juicy Fruit is gonna move ya. Was the big Juicy Fruit campaign? The taste, the taste, the taste is gonna move ya. Yeah, God, I love that initial. The the initial Juicy Fruit sensation. I it, I think it, it's probably better than any actual hard drug. Oh yeah, that first taste. That first little like the first like three seconds. Yeah. And then it's just all gone. Yeah. So uh, of course, Big Red was the king of the cinnamon gum up until a certain gun came out in middle school called Cinnaburst, which had little candy flavor Ooh, crystals. Little, little cri- flavor <laughs> crystals. The the. Start oh. freaking out over the flavor. You crystals. hurt my voice just me hearing it. Those those grim commercials of the shark eating the pro wrestler. He was he was doing <laughs> cinnaburst. <laughs> um, of course that was the gum you could eat with the wrapper on. Wait, what? Th- don't you remember like everyone saying you could eat you could everyone chewed chew cinnaburst with the wrapper on? I don't recall it. Nah, that was I see. Enchantress, who was in high school in Virginia, said it was a thing down there, too, so it wasn't just a thing in my school. Well, I wasn't popular. Neither was I. <laughs> Fair enough. Chewing Cinnaburst. Wrapper. Aha! It is. I Googled. It's a thing. Anyone else eat the wrapper with their Cinnaburst gum on Reddit? It's a Reddit. <laughs> oh, then it's got to be true. And then there's, there's a... The, um, Gone for not gone, but not forgotten. Groceries. Who listens to the show and likes us, writes about chewing the gum with the wrapper to enhance the flavor crystal taste. Remember, you could eat the wrapper. That was like a thing, yeah. The Cineverse. Hmm. I don't know if it was edible at all. Were you, yeah, it, it were, probably were you added fiber. People just started. No, doing no, it. it just was. It just became a thing. <clears throat> and I don't know back then before the internet how stuff like that traveled. It is strange. Yeah. I did it though. <laughs> hmm. I don't know why, but I did. Um, chewed the wrapper, cause that's what everyone did. Yeah, discover it is cinnamon gum. This is my favorite. And you wanted to be an idiot, you could lick the wrapper, stick to your forehead, and let it burn. Uh, that was a thing too, I guess. I remember sticking it on my head. Hmm. I remember making, I used to make like little origami um, uh, animals out of my gum wrappers. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, I always used to play with it because um, MacGyver would always use it to like wire up a fuse or something. Um, although the conductivity of an aluminum. They're uh, not conductive whatsoever. No, they're not. It's, it's, no, it's paper. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's fun to pretend. Uh, it is fun to pretend, and that's that was what it was all about. But yeah, big red gum. Uh, I guess it's a, like like it, it, they discontinued. You can only buy big red in Canada, U.S., and Germany. It used to be big, England and Ireland. So uh, when they're in England and Ireland, when people from England and Ireland are here, they uh, stock up on the big red because you can't get that over there anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. 
All right, here is Squeezer's third pick. She was looking at Nelson. Lisa likes Nelson. She does not. Newhouse likes Lisa. He does not. Jamie likes Milhouse. She does not. Uber likes Milhouse. Nobody likes Milhouse. <laughs> Nobody likes Milhouse. <laughs> Great pick. When I wanted to talk about this one thing in particular. <clears throat> and my experience with it, or lack thereof, and then uh, all I, I could think of was no one likes Millhouse. <laughs> no one likes Millhouse. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, do you remember uh, the um, when you were in high school and they had the the rose uh, thing? Yeah. Yeah. Were you ever involved in that on one end or the other? I'll give you one guess. No. Correct. <laughs> ah, good. <sighs> you and me both, buddy. Um, I kind of get it now. When we were talking about not getting the um, uh, the invite to the birthday party, mm -hmm. uh, there was a little bit of part of me that was a little dead inside because Squeezer wasn't getting any roses of any kind. Oh, really? I didn't get oh, it. Uh, I don't know why. I was delusional. I mean, I was... <clears throat> this fat little asshole in a, a flannel shirt and a a static X t-shirt. You're a sweet what? boy. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> what girl looks at that and goes, oh, I'm going to get him an orange flower today because that's friendship. Or what the fuck the colors Oh, there for. were different colors? I don't remember yeah, that at all. Yeah, different colors. One was like for friends and one was, that red one was like, hey, um, I'm not going to be at graduation because I'm going to be pregnant. Uh, and then there's like pink and orange and whatever, but yeah, there were different colors, um, that you would, that you would get. Again, don't remember whatsoever. No, I, I, rem I remember them. I remember them selling them outside of, uh, um, like the cafeteria. They had a whole big setup and you would like put an order in and it was anonymous. So it's like you would buy the flower and then it was sent to, um, someone else. Um, I swear, I, I'm pretty sure, like, only the fucking dweebs did that in our school. I really don't re remember anyone doing it. I don't know. Maybe I was just too... I was too it, involved in You were in your own little world. Television studio to... Yeah, that's where I was. It's like, it's too cold in there for flowers anyway. Oh, I'm so. sorry. Parkland had a real one, Squeezer. Why not had a real one? I was trying to say we are better than you. Oh, well, I know, I know you were, but we had a pretty decent studio. You didn't have to be so hurtful. Yeah, well, I was going our for ceilings it. Are, our ceilings are pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I did. I spent. I was the vice president of the broadcasting club, <laughs> and I spent my entire senior year in that television studio. Yeah. It was a brand new high school. Um, they really had no clue how to keep people in and out yet. It was one year past Columbine. Uh, so there wasn't too like lockdown central yet, and we had attendance cards. So if you weren't in uh, class that morning, your attendance card would go down to. If you weren't in homeroom, your attendance mm -hmm. card would go down to the main office, and that's how they know you weren't in. Mm -hmm. I was supposed to the first week give my attendance card 
to Mr. D, I won't say his name, who was in charge of the studio because I was in charge of the morning show. Mm -hmm. And I never gave it to him. So my attendance card never went down at all. And one day they called in and they're like, and teachers would start early on. We're like, hey, he's not in class. He's not in class. Like Ryan's not here. And my mom's like, he's there. You'll just find him. I know he's he's there because he's not here. Mm -hmm. And I was down in the studio. And eventually I just had to deal with my teachers to take my tests, show up for tests. And that's it. And I did. Yep. You and me both. That was, that was, I lived down there. And no one thought anything. It's like, oh, that's what he does. Let him do his thing. Yeah, I I, uh, I took I took half a year of calculus, and I didn't have to take any more. Uh, I just barely squeaked by that one. Like, yeah, C. Yeah. Taking the test, I might have cheated too. I'm not gonna go into it. No. Uh, physics. Graphing calculator. No, 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 no. I just oh. would write. I had a cheat sheet with all the formulas I needed to know. Oh, nice. Um, calculus. But how how is that cheating? Because if you are, you know, an engineer, you're gonna have the formula in front of you. Yeah, I know. It's it's dumb. Yeah, it's dumb. Uh, the whole idea of test testing is just wrong. It's yes. school is not no. teaching you. It's teaching you to test, not teaching you yes. to learn. Not, not like, but it was. I was being tested. I was applying. I was applying my skills every day in that in that studio. How to hide and how to nap and uh, oh, you would how to fuck around. No, no, I was. Uh, you would not like everyone in school knew me as like the kid walking around with the camera. Uh, like I, we had a a camera on a, a tripod with with dolly wheels, and I'd be that I'd have that thing all over the fucking school. I have the character generator out. The the Deck to deck editors, all VHS, mm-hmm. Adobe yep. Premiere 2.0. Uh, we cut the, sh- the show on a uh, original TriCaster with those, we... uh, those forehead VCRs. Oh yeah, yep, the forehead yep. with that you could edit on. Um, uh, we we cut the show on the, the computer based Twitcher TriCaster early. Yep. early yeah, yeah, we the And uh, we had the the New Tech um, Lightwave on that too. Um, and it was all like state of the art shit. We had a DVC Pro deck that we could uh, uh, master to. Oh shit! Yeah. yeah. Uh, we had straight <coughs> up VHS. No, we had a DVC helmet. <coughs> We're both coughing. It's a good part of the show. Yeah, this is good. Hacking along with the rad years. Hacking with the rad years. Um. But yeah, I I didn't I wasn't involved in any rose sales because uh. I don't know if I remember I remember writing uh uh copy for them and like doing like uh, promoting them on the show and when I was the weatherman I was doing my little shtick for it but uh I that was the end of my involvement cuz no one wanted to buy me flowers. Oh, I was I, okay. our first... like, I think back like oh uh, like I would be hurt. Like I deserve to not get any flowers. Ugh. I did not do anything for the show. I was purely production. I was like how we are with the the daily show we have now. Hands off, you know? Yeah, it's... So I was down there for it. And when they needed mm-hmm. something, they'd come to me. I was like the, the fix-it guy. Yeah. Like, I need to know how to do this. I need to know how to do this. Like, my buddies on the basketball team, 
the Trojan pack. They wanted me to make this video, like recreate the Beastie Boys video. And they're like, they're like oh, we'll go to Ryan for this. Uh, the <laughs> guidance counselor wanted me to make a tour of the high school. So they came to Ryan for it, you know. Oh, yeah. I was supposed to do that as my class project, and I never did it. And I, nothing ever became of it. Oh, yeah, I did it. It was, And I used uh, Rage Against the Machine <laughs> for the music. <laughs> Here is my next pick. Fifteen years today, darling. Did you think I would forget? How could I? The day we met was the happiest day of my life. A gift for you. I found it in the snow. Fragile beauty clinging to life in this frozen wasteland. Like you, Nora. Squeezer, I'm talking the most romantic episode of television to ever air on TV. This is Heart of Ice from season one of Batman the Animated Series. Good pick. Aired in September of 92 and gave legitimacy to Mr. Freeze, finally, after he was kind of a joke of a character in the rogues gallery of Batman villains. It was a conceptualized by Paul Dini, and it was done by the team who brought you Harley Quinn, Paul Dini and Bruce Timm. Uh, Bruce Timm directed it, and um, it was the first appearance of Mr. Freeze. And um, Freeze first appeared in Batman 121 in 1959. This was a complete overhaul of that idiot of a character, it uh, won a Daytime Emmy for Outstanding Writing in an Animated Program. Hmm. Uh, so this plot summary, I'll just read it straight. Uh, Batman follows a strange trail of heists pulled at various goth core offices, all by the same man, Mr. Freeze, a strange figure clad in a powerful suit and armed with what seems to be a freezing gun, a weapon that fires a beam capable of freezing anything into a thick sheet of solid ice. Batman pieces together the stolen items and discovers what the mysterious man is building, a massive cannon capable of casting a magnificent ice beam, a magnified ice beam, and that it is a complete save for a single vital piece. It is complete except for a single vital piece of equipment from Gothcore. Uh, acting rapidly, he arrives at Gothcore offices in time to engage Mr. Freeze, only to be partially frozen under a sheet of ice as Freeze and his henchmen escape. He orders they leave behind one of their own, his leg accidentally frozen and Freeze's weapon. Batman chooses to help the man rather than chase Freeze. Uh, so he uses a special chemical bath to revive the man and melt the ice on his legs. Uh, Batman, who himself developed a cold from the encounter, which isn't true, that's not how it works, visits Gothcore CEO Ferris Boyle as Bruce Wayne, hoping to learn from him who might have a grudge against the company. Boyle says the only person that he could think of is dead, a former research scientist employed by the company whose funding was cut and who apparently died in a lab accident. Later that night during the dinner where Boyle is to be presented with a humanitarian prize, Batman sneaks into Gothcore security offices 
He finds tape of the accident on the tape. Cryogenesis scientist from Gothcore, Victor Fries, is using the tape to record an experiment in which he placed his terminally ill wife, Nora, in a cryogenic stasis until he could find a cure for her condition. Boyle then arrives, exclaiming that the experiment is unauthorized and orders it to be ended right then and there, and he shut down the project for draining his company funds. As turning off the equipment is keeping Nora in a stasis at the point where it essentially sends her to death, <clears throat> Freeze begs Boyle to stop, but Boyle callously refuses to stop. And uh, ensuring in a scuffle where Freeze uh, gets kicked into a table of chronic chemicals. Uh, now, here's where it gets sketchy. Batman's watching the tape, and he says on the episode, my God, <clears throat> didn't get edited out. It was in the episode. When <clears throat> Disney would re-air it on 2 Disney, they'd remove it. He says, my God. Uh, Mr. Freeze revealed that to be Freeze himself, having survived but now unable to live outside of a sub-zero condition, sneaks up behind him and captures him with the cold gun. Batman tries to reason with Freeze, but Freeze pledges to destroy the man who ruined his life, even if everyone else gets killed in the process, which was pretty creepy. Uh, Boyle, by the way, is played by Mark Hamill. Uh, this is what led to him to get the job as the Joker, because this, yeah. was, this well, was... Yeah, this is only, what, like three episodes in? It's the third episode, and at this point, Tim Curry... <laughs> was cast as a role of the Joker, and he dropped out. And Hamill was here working on the show, and they cast him as the Joker after that, which was great. Mm. Also, Kevin Smith uh, let the world know that he has cast Mark Hamill as, who can you guess in the Masters of the Universe Mark Hamill should be playing? Mm-hmm. You idiots! <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, it's perfect. He's Skeletor. <clears throat> you imbeciles. I can't believe you fumbled again. And it's supposed to take up exactly where the cartoon left off. So uh, I guess Merman and uh, Beastman are going to be uh, bumbling idiots. And Skeletor is going <laughs> to be pissed at them on a constant set of anger. So uh, leaving Batman, Freeze arrives with his completed cannon at the humanitarian prize dinner. He fires the immense weapon at the building, slowly freezing it from bottom to top. After Batman escapes captivity in a taxi cannon, Mr. Freeze kicks open a fire hydrant and freezes the water with his freezing gun <coughs> to get the floor to the floor where Boyle is on. Once there, he freezes Boyle to the waist before Batman intervenes. Freeze ends up overpowering Boyle until he takes a thermos filled with hot chicken soup, which Alfred prepared for his cold, and breaks it on Freeze's helmet, dousing the contents into to induce a thermal shock and shatter it. When Freeze subdued, Batman hands the tape of evidence Boyle's crimes. Um, so he's in prison. Uh, Batman leaves a still frozen Boyle with a disgust near goodnight humanitarian. Kind of gives soul to Freeze. Like mm-hmm. He's not as bad. He's bad, but it, there's, you know. He's got his reason. Yeah, yeah that, that a 30-minute cartoon provided more depth to a character than mm-hmm. uh in the end freezes in arkham and he's in a sub-zero cell designed first for him and it ends with he's tearfully gazing at a music box of his beloved nora begging her for her forgiveness boy batman watches uh 
sympathetically from outside. Uh, it was the first episode of the series directed by Bruce Tim and written by Paul Dini, uh, a tour de force, in my opinion. Um, Michael uh, and Sarah did the voice, and he wanted to be more robotic, but they told him he had to have more emotion. Uh, and they found the right voice because it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Spectrum Animation was responsible for airbrushing Mr. Freeze's helmet in every single frame that featured him. Um, it ultimately drove the studio oh. into bankruptcy. Uh, the planned ending was to have uh, Weeping Freeze in his cell with his tears turning into snowflakes. Uh, Tim and Deanie mentioned that if they could go back and do the episode again, they would include this. If you listen to, it's hard to get now because it's you have to like pay for Spotify, uh, not Spotify, um, Sketcher Premium to listen to the old Fat Man. The original Fat Man on Batman's where he just interviewed guys were fucking great. And the one mm-hmm. with Paul Dini, the first one was fantastic. And he, he told this and he, he like broke himself into tears a few <coughs> times talking about it. Um, the whole Victor Freeze storyline used in Batman and Robin with Mar- Arnold Schwarzenegger was completely ripped off this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Heart of Ice is fantastic, and the Batman animated series is fantastic. And for all of you fans of Batman animated series, there is good news. It's returning <coughs> as a comic with Paul Dini writing it. The Batman Adventures is coming to the DC uh, comic book universe. Um, and I can't wait. It's going to be the same exact style. Uh, the first six issues will be a digi- digital miniseries. Batman, the adventure continues. Um, it'll be available on the app. And uh, I'm gonna, if Bruce, Paul Dini's writing, um, I'm there. <coughs> uh, they're going to introduce Jason Todd, Deathstroke, and Asriel. And I always, I, do, I never knew why they didn't get into Asriel and um, the Nightfall storyline in the animated series. And I, they might get there finally in comic book form. So I'm excited for that. Oh, uh, very cool. And that is my pick. And here is your fourth pick, Mr. Squeezer. I'm going to remind Fry of his humanity the way only a woman can. You're going to do his laundry? Fry, this is for you. Beep. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Ah. Uh, is there any, <clears throat> I don't know, is there any couple on TV that you wanted to see together more than Fry and Leela? No, of course. No. And it's funny, like, the way the the show starts off, maybe, <clears throat> pardon me, maybe this is where they were going, maybe it was, a, <coughs> there was the possibility of it, but the show really did become, it, it wasn't just for them, it wasn't about them, it wasn't, they didn't go the office route, and it wasn't just the Jim and Pam show, um, but there was the underlying fact that this whole adventure this whole experience is about these two and if anything the last episode uh, eventually last episode um 
you know, it, it pretty much solidifies that fact that that's how it even ends. Right. Uh, and, it, and it's adorable. There's and it's very emotional too. Think about it for a cartoon. And I, I was thinking about it, and I was like, "Look, Simpsons is up on a whole on its own little plateau here, but there's something about Futurama and like the character development, right? That went far beyond what the Simpsons ever did. Uh, and the, like, well, Simpsons never wanted to get that deep with it. No, it was more." Uh... That wasn't their wheelhouse. Uh, uh, Futurama got deep and, and int- yeah. intellectual, and um, made you did things to make you think. And nothing wrong with that, but no, no. And I mean, and they purposely, <laughs> and they also they have the tools where you can even draw out that emotion at random, and then just fix it the next week, like killing them off, each of them. Uh, like in uh, the stink, you know, Fry gets killed when he gets stung, and then Leela gets killed. But then, of course, she, he or you think she's dead, and then she cuts herself out of the alien's belly, stuff like that. And you you get them to have their like their last moments and their regrets and stuff. You you get to see and you know played off against each other. Um, and then that <coughs> <clears throat> that last episode, even though uh it 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 it. it him him hinges on that that rad years era seeing as it was 2013 but i mean it could have been done sooner had they have you know not canceled the damn show but yeah but the show started what 97 it was 99 99 yeah yeah i mean I it doesn't matter I I, it's not one of those things it's so it's such a damn good show um and so many likable characters. And I mean, we can, uh, we just make an entire Zoidberg episode. I'd be happy. <laughs> what a Zoidberg. What, not Zoidberg? Finally, <laughs> Zoidberg. Oy, 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 oy. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's any more, anyone more beloved in uh, Americana than, like, he should be on our money. He should be on our money. Yeah. I can put him on the 20. Be less controversial. <laughs> yeah. Zoidberg um, never owned slaves. <laughs> speaking, then, uh, of t- speaking of tonight, non yeah. we watched. Oh shit, that's tonight. I missed it. The Washington. Fuck. Yeah, we watched it. It was, it. it was really good. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bill Clinton and uh, Colin Powell are on it. Featuring oh, and Jeff. I love. I love me a good. Uh, it, it, I'm assuming they have some pretty decent uh, recreations to go with it. Oh my god, they're great. I love the guy there, playing is there Washington. Anything I love more than a uh, docu series. Well, like yeah, the... that's where you cut your teeth. Yeah, fair point. Uh, but uh, the guy playing Washington looks just like him. Well, it looks looks like the pictures of him. I never met George Washington, but um, and Jeff Daniels wow. narrates it. That when you know I so I knew it was coming <coughs> on because I was reading a couple articles because there's a new book out about him too. Um, that flushes him out as more of a person than just the, he was a general and he was at Valley Forge and, you know, and I was reading up a bunch of that stuff. And then I saw about the series and I'm like, oh, cool. I'll check it out. And I went to the DVR, I went to record it. And when I saw it and I immediately saw it, he was the narrator. I'm like, oh, this is possibly the greatest thing. Yeah. We watched, um, the, the two, ep- two episodes of the foods that shaped America that were really great, mm. really delve into Milton Hershey like making that town what it was, like building the stadium, building the lodge, 
Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, and then like McDonald, it was really, really good. And then we just stayed for the Washington show, and it was really great. Yeah, I, I DVR'd it. I'm gonna, I'll watch it. Uh, it's only the first part. Next can't... week is the next part. Yeah, it's. I think it's three parts, right? Yeah. The Grant uh, miniseries looks good too. <clears throat> oh, are they doing a Grant one? Yeah, uh, DiCaprio is the executive producer. Oh no shit! Well, he kind of got. It. I was actually just watching uh, <clears throat> uh, the West, uh, the the A and E one, the Robert Redford one that he did a couple years ago. Okay. Yeah, and Grant's got it. They got Grant in like the first like three episodes, being all drunken, trying to trying to keep us from killing all the Indians. And they're like, "There's gold there." He's like, "All right, kill him." Kill him. Um. Speaking of, can we talk about the Oscars? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood got robbed. That is the best movie that came out this year, in my personal I, opinion. I didn't see any of these yet because, uh, you know, on your reasons list. that I won't, I won't. When are you gonna get one, to but... that DVR'd episode of Washington? <laughs> <laughs> but that's something I can throw on when I'm at the sink, like doing dishes and shit. I, I, I tried. Like I was, I was watching The Witcher, and I, I'm really enjoying it. And I'm like, oh. I didn't have time. I'm like, oh, I'll throw it on and I'll do some shit while I'm watching. Like, I couldn't. Like, we, I want to watch. We finished Mindhunter. We haven't watched Witcher yet. <clears throat> Mindhunter season two is really great. Um, really great. And uh, I th- we started Castle Rock, uh, Misery Returns, and it's really it's. I the first episode's great. It's 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 a really f- fun episode. So I'm excited for that. But I guess The Witcher's somewhere on our list. Uh, I, I really enjoy it. Well, I, I you know, I, I'm a fan of the games. It's really, it, it's, it, it's strange because it, it's What's really it high on? fantasy. What's that? What's The Witcher based on? It's based off of... You said games. Yeah, it's based off of books that then spawned a very popular video game series. Oh, I never heard of any of it before. Oh, no, it's fantastic. But it's very high fantasy. But in, in a, you'd still like it. I like Whereas, Henry Cavill. <clears throat> oh, he's fantastic in it. I think they should continue um, to make Supermans with him. It's like, how do I? It's like if you took the Legend of Zelda and the Bad Lieutenant and put them together, that's what you get. Mm, all right, that sounds yeah. interesting. With, without Harvey Keitel's balls. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right, so should we move on to? Oh yeah, we can. My next pick. Uh, here we go. I'm back to Mad TV. Uh, here's this clip. These are great. It's a great reoccurring segment on Mad TV. You are now watching Mad TV. Lower expectations. Rick, number 984. I'm Rick. That's all I need to say. As hard as it is to believe, I'm single. Need I say more? All right, ladies, you got your free look, so call me. I don't even know why I'm here. All right, that's it. I don't need to say anything else. I'm gonna be screening calls for days. For Rick, press pound 984. Rick, number 984. All right. 
Sorry to get any calls, ladies. What's up? Your boyfriend's by the phone. You'd want to be obvious. I mean, something must have been wrong. <laughs> but the fact I'm available freaked you out. I mean, hey, check it out. You can find me under going fast. Whoa, don't everybody rush to the phone at once. Somebody might get hurt. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, you probably didn't have enough time to look at the number. I mean, these jerks here obviously didn't leave it up long enough. I mean, for 25 bucks, you expect some service, right? I mean, you gotta admit, that's pretty expensive. But don't worry about it. I'll make sure they put the number up earlier so you have lots of time. No excuses. For Rick, press pound 984. <laughs> It, go it goes on. You want to hear more? Oh, yeah. They're, these are great. Just some kind of joke. I mean, not one call. Come on. I'm available. What the hell else do I need to say? I mean, I... Okay. So now you know I'm serious. So let's do this, all right? I mean, I'm not doing this again, okay? I am by far the best thing here. I ain't gonna pay another 25 bucks to say it. I've already spent 75 bucks for sake. Cut the crap, ladies, and call me. Sick of Joke is over, okay? Pick up the phone, dial a f***ing number. For Rick, press pound 984. Ivan, number 133. <coughs> I'm Ivan. My favorite sweater is... My favorite color is... My favorite movie is Spaceballs. My favorite drink is water. Straight from the I'm top. sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. No, no. Y'all got 75 bucks for my money. I'm not paying another cent, all right? I don't know what your problem is, and I don't care. All I know is one of you should have called me. You know it, and I know it. I mean, excuse, excuse me, sir. Shut up! Shut up! Look, I don't know what the game is, okay? I mean, I'm not some ugly guy. I'm not this guy. I mean, what the f is the problem, huh? I mean, what do I have to do, all right? I mean, okay. If you can't call me up for a date, the least you can do is call me up and tell me what the problem is, huh? Can you do that? Shut up! This is not funny. Not funny! Shut up! I played semi-pro ball. Shut up! <laughs> <coughs> I'm Ivan. For Ivan Ah, the great Phil Lamar uh, playing Rick and uh, Orlando Jones playing Ivan, who would have been very much like me. <coughs> laughing at him. Shut up! Why is he saying Rick is flipping out that no one's called him? It just made me think how now there's like the apps, there's Tinder, there's the swiping, there's you know Bumble and a variety of other apps for dating. There's <clears throat> old school methods which are tried and true: going to a bar or you know meeting someone at a grocery store, or library, which I don't know if ever happens. Then there's the back in the day. You used to have to take personals out in newspapers or this video dating or uh, speed dating. I don't even know if they do they do speed dating anymore. I don't I guess, know. I guess that's that what Tinder is being present physically. Yeah, I guess Tinder's taking that place. You just see a picture and swipe without thinking anything else about that person. 
America. Uh, America. Um, and then, uh, yeah, you used to have to take out personal ads. Remember the newspaper of personal ads? Yeah, I, we used to... We used to read those too. Like oh, I, yeah, I would, well, I would go through and like look at like all the free shit. Yeah. Like tramampoline, trabapoline, <laughs> trabapoline. Uh, but then, yeah, I'd, I'd look through those too. So full disclosure, I met Enchantress on Bumble, which is an app just like t- I was on Tinder, and my sister was like, "Oh, that app's awful. Go on Bumble." Bumble's an app where <clears throat> if you sw- so the way Tinder and Bumble work is. If you swipe a certain way on on a, a girl and she swipes a certain way on you, or a guy, if your proclivity is that way, it doesn't matter, or a girl, girl, it, you could do either of the combinations. Um, it's then up to the girl to message you, so you just can't message first. So, uh, me being guys are creepy. Guys are creepy. Gotcha. Me, me being an idiot. Uh, I had no idea. I would never know what to write in a personal, and I didn't know what to write in the Bumble ad. So I had a picture of my dumb face on there, and it said, about me. And all I could think of was when it said about me, it says, tell me about your hobbies. And he goes, well, I collect spores, molds, and fungus. So under about me, it said, I collect spores, molds, and fungus. (laughs) That was the only information available besides my picture on my profile. No wonder I didn't get many <laughs> uh, dates off this, but I thought it was funny, and I, you know, whatever, I'm an idiot. So uh, Enchantress is a uh, chemistry and biology major by trade, and she saw that and thought, oh, this guy must be into biology or chemistry or something, and she's like, tell me what kind of sports molds and fungus. She she swiped on me, I swiped on her, because she she, her picture was her reading a Captain America comic book, so that's, you know... Reeled me in right away. <clears throat> uh, so she's like, what kind of spores, molds, and fungus do you collect? And I go, I don't know. It's a line from Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> and immediately, she should have just packed it all in and ran. But yep. she persevered and said, oh, my God, I can't believe I didn't get that. I'm embarrassed. I'm like, ah, oh, it's okay. I'm an idiot. So nothing to be embarrassed about. But Yes. I am an idiot, and that has not changed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's modern dating. In the past, you had to do things like make video dating. I would just imagine, what would you say? What if you? It was like hit pound nine one three for squeezer. What would your video dating say? Oh, currently, or like back then, like at the time when that was uh, functional. Back then, I would have been a groveling. <laughs> Uh, just sat like, please, please. I just, I don't want to be alone. Um, See, I never had any of that. I was just now, like, now I would just come off as like Ron Swanson ish. Just, uh, you know, I please just let me die and be consumed by wild animals in peace. Uh, I think you're less, you're, you're, you've got two daughters and a wife. You're less Ron Swanson than you make yourself out to be. Uh, you're a woodsman, a woods working man. Well, yeah, but by the, by the end of the show, you know, he had a wife and kids. That's true. He did. Yeah. It's kind of terrifying actually. Yeah. Uh, oh, what's the line? It's like, uh, it's like when he's like, all I want is silence. There is no silence. There's just Doc McStuffins. Yeah. yeah. I know what that means. Uh, word for word. Yeah, uh, if we were to do it, obviously, our Christy, who works with us, is our um, 
Leslie Nope. You yeah. would be our Ron Swanson, and I am the Tom Haverford of the group. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I say that I'm the Tom Haverford, or I'm the – who's who did Paul Rudd play, the Sweetums kid? Oh, yeah. yeah I'm that idiot. <laughs> oh, yeah. you did awesome, Leslie. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm Haverford. When they're in an apartment, it said it's always 83 degrees in here. <laughs> I was like, I haven't Tom Haverford. There's blankets everywhere. I haven't Tom Haverford. Yes. Oh, I'll... guy, I walk in your office and it's just stifling. <laughs> oh, it's a wonder. Right now, I have the space heater on. It's probably There's a space heater going. <clears throat> oh, Schmuffin, you're still here. Uh, I usually all is parked under my feet because she likes the space heater too. Schmuffin, <clears throat> Schmuffin's in here now. She's back in here. He's just hanging out. <clears throat> um. Uh, Snickerdoodle had a small appearance on our newest cat in the beginning before we started recording, but she wasn't here for me. She was mainly here for Olive. Ah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Mad TV lowered ex. Uh, this this episode made me appreciate how great the first few seasons of Mad TV were. Yeah, I was all in, and it was all. It came in at a time too where SNL wasn't at its great. I still would watch SNL. I'd I'd try to flip back and forth, but yeah. I was also a big before I got really in that. SNL big. I was my first like foray into sketch comedy, and I'm admitting this right now. Was I guess SNL? My aunts would watch it, but I didn't really like enjoy it and get it as much. But the first stuff I I got and like thought was like okay, this is funny. Was uh, in Living Color. Yeah, that was the first time oh, I, I, was, I could see that. <clears throat> I was like, okay, we watched Living Color. And I remember the first time I felt like an idiot. I was in seventh grade. I was still like, no, sixth or seventh grade. I was still in Catholic school. And they're like, did you watch Seinfeld last night? And I was like, Seinfeld? Thursday nights I watch In Living Color, thinking I was cool. And they're like, uh, you don't watch Seinfeld? <laughs> That's what made me start watching Seinfeld. And I loved it. Like, I fell in love with it. But that was like 1993 or four. Uh, and then I would religiously watch Seinfeld and, and love every second of it. But that's that's me. I was like, no, I watch them in color on Thursdays. Like, watch Seinfeld, you idiot. Uh, but yeah, here is your last pick, Mr. Squeezer. Hmm. Imagine owning the world's greatest love songs. By the greatest voices of our time. In a once-in-a-lifetime collection. Time Life Music presents the Ultimate Love Songs Collection. 36 beautiful songs. Favorite artists. Have I told you lately that I love you? Rod Stewart. Have I told Celine Dion. Phil no Collins. Gloria Estefan. Get the Ultimate Love Songs Collection on two CDs for just $26.99. Use your credit card, and we'll take $10 off. 
That's right. You get two CDs for just $16.99. Then review other romantic collections. Satisfaction guaranteed. Ultimate Love Songs is not sold in stores. So remember, use your credit card and get two beautiful CDs for just $16.99. Call 1-800-818-6806 to order the Ultimate Love Songs collection on two CDs for $16.99 plus shipping and handling when you use your credit card. Call now or order online at timelife.com. Oh, man, it should be like Delilah introducing all these songs. Oh, I know. It, it, it's the mo- it, it, my way. This is like a playlist in itself. Like, it's a song in itself. Like, just the way it's cut, like, it, it burns in your mind. You know it. Like, you, you just, it flows so well because you saw this so many times. And <clears throat> what I, I, I should have, we should have worked out some shtick. I should have had you just completely crank it up and blow out everyone's ears because that's how this played. Because it was always so loud. And it's funny, too, because I even came across in, like, all the comments and all the videos across the board is everyone just saying, I remember being asleep on the couch at 2 a.m. and Celine Dion just blasting you onto the floor and then you crawling up from behind the coffee table and there's Michael Bolton now serenading you because it was so – like the, the, the level did not compare to anything else that aired on that channel ever. It was like a jet engine taking off. They wanted your attention, and they got it. Uh, when I told Mrs. Squeezer I was uh, going with this one, she was so excited because she is a fan of any... I can't tell you how many hours we spent together. Just, you know, those moments like, oh, you just, you know, you cuddle on the couch and watch a movie or something like that. No. We would sit there, and we would watch, like, the full-blown infomercials of these, mm-hmm. of all the random selling CD or selling song things or whatever. Like, the the hour-long broadcast. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a paid advertisement. I'm like, oh, what's this? And it's like the Phil Collins one of him hawking shit from the 80s. And we would just sit there and just watch. Um, and I would... It, it, it's funny. Like, uh, without these commercials, I feel like kids today aren't going to know nearly as many songs as we did. Because this was our exposure. Yeah. Like, would you know the damn Yankees if it wasn't for that power ballads fucking commercial? No. No. And you you wouldn't know these songs when Delilah would have some guy whose wife uh, died and his legs got blown off in Iraq uh, dedicate uh, Luther Vandross to his dead wife. You'd be like, oh, I know that song from the infomercial. Yeah. It brings it all together. Look, I'll admit, some there's some pretty good songs on the list, too. Um, what I wanted, what got me thinking was it made you realize at the time, like one, either people weren't reliable enough in their payments. So they wanted a credit card or the process of processing a check or money order was such a pain in the ass that they were willing to pay, like to knock the price in like down by a third so they could just process a credit card and get the money and be done with it. Mm Mm-hmm. But you got, I mean, there, and there were multiple. So, like, and they even tell you, like, and others to follow or other, you know, collections. So you have your uh, your power of love, 
that's the um, the couple in the orange standing on the beach, uh, looking into each other's eyes, in the waves, getting their feet wet, which I wouldn't like. Um, and on that, you got um, Celine Dion's "The Power of Love," Mariah Carey's "Vision of Love," Phil Collins' "Groovy Kind of Love." You're catching a theme here. Mm-hmm. Michael Bolton, "How Am I Supposed to Live Without You?" Uh, Doobie Brothers, "What a Fool Believes." That's that doesn't. That's kind of weird. And uh, the Three Degrees, "When Will I See You Again," uh, is on there. There's 18 songs uh, on this one, and then the All My Love disc. You have some Leanne Rhymes, uh, James Ingram. You got your Rod Stewart, um, some Fleetwood Mac, and some Genesis. Oh, In Too Deep. That's a good song too. Damn. I might song. go and download some of these. Yeah. Uh, but in the, they, what's great is, too, the Time Life Ultimate Love Songs collection, um, people went and like built playlists. Or it's or you can just go to Spotify or pretty much anywhere I'm else. Sure, and they I'm have sure you can go to YouTube CD and find or it. Or on, on the YouTubes. Why well, pay? But, I mean, if, you get it but, for I mean, free. if you already have, I'm, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure there's playlists across the board on all of them. You know, and you know, someone somewhere is paying for some kind of music service. You know, I got the Amazon, what, what you call it. You know, mm-hmm. um, not the big fancy one, but still. But yeah, now now it's now you don't even have to put a a, a beautiful CD in. I don't know what a beautiful CD looks like, but <laughs> you wouldn't be able to resist it. No. Uh-uh. I just hear Luther Vandross in my head just saying here and now over I don't know any other song any other words to the song. I just I know that. Perfect. Well, what a great pick. It really takes you into the old romance. <clears throat> my next pick is on the cusp of the Rogers too cuz this is from a show that aired in 2010. So it's 10 years ago. But it was about 10 years outside of the Rad Years. So it's kind of in between like now and the Rad Years. Mm-hmm. But they did many Rad Years things on it. It's a show community. And this was the Valentine's Day episode called Communication Studies. Uh, here you go. Here's a little taste of it. You know, normal drinking buddy. I mean, I can't feel things with you studying me like a beige praying mantis. You're right. I thought you never drank. Scorsese drank with De Niro. It's not for me. It's for the audience. Nazdorovia. Nazdorovia. And now uh, that's I'm getting drunk here as a result of them being hungover. Hmm. You look about ready to marry Courtney Love. <laughs> that's the reverse of my zinger from before. Okay, please stop shouting. All right, I feel like that person in the TV show. Do you remember calling me last night? So 
don't know. You have you ever watched Community from Tip to Tail? Uh, not tip to tail. It was I, very I have few never, people have watched I jumped it the in, way I jumped I have. in and out. Yeah, a lot of people did, and I did originally, but I went back and I took it all in many, many times. I love Community, and if you're a fan of the MCU, I suggest going back and watching Community because a lot of the MCU's brilliance came from this show. And if you're a fan of Rick and Morty, also go back and watch this show because. Dan Harmon created this show. He created, co-created Rick and Morty. Uh, but the Rousseau brothers came from Community. If it was not for Community, there would be no Rousseau brothers, and we would not have the wonderful um, Captain America Winter Soldier, Captain America Civil War, or Avengers Infinity War and Endgame that they directed. This was an episode... Uh, from the first season of Community, and they do the 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 rose buying thing. That's like a, a and so um, Chevy Chase and again, this is how like great this show is. How many people are involved in it? Uh, Troy and Pierce, who are played by Chevy Chase and Donald Glover, aka Childish Motherfucking Gambino, are upset that they're not getting Valentine's Day gifts like. The, the chocolates and the roses. So they mm-hmm. send each other them and it gets, they get uh, caught. Um, uh, Britta, who there's like a whole will they, won't they, Sam and Diane thing between uh, Britta and um, Jeff and the show. And she like drunk dials him and it changes the whole dynamic and, like, and, and, and kind of like makes it seem like he, she likes him and it changes the, the dynamic. So Jeff says that uh, he needs to get wasted and then leave a drunk dial for her to get it back to even. So he gets drunk with Abed and they do the whole breakfast club scenes where they dance and they do all the, the, the shtick from it. That's where that song was from. Mm-hmm. Like the whole mo- a great montage scene. And the next day she makes the, you look like you'd marry Courtney Love um, joke. And, uh, um, they find out that Jeff called both Britta and his girlfriend, uh, Michelle, Professor Michelle at the time. And then they're having a uh, uh, senior Chang, who's playing by Ken Jong, notices that Troy and Pierce gave um, the, themselves the gifts. And Chang calls them out for it. And they say, no, no, no. Uh, uh, this is these are ours. Like he like embarrasses them and, and makes them like look foolish in the, in front of the whole class. I'm sorry, Butch. I'm trying to get this right because it's so funny. <laughs> so Chang then receives a letter from the Princeton offering him an associate pr- professor, and he knows it's like a bluff, and he blames Troy and Pierce, but it's not. It's surely trying to make up for them. So in retribution, he forces them to escort. Him to the Valentine's Day dance wearing elegant ladies' pantsuits, or he'll fail them if they refuse. And it's hysterical. It's it's really funny seeing Chevy Chase in this like woman's pantsuit. Um, then at the dance, uh, Michelle's upset for Jeff drunk calling her and hanging up when she realized it wasn't Britta. Uh, then Britta shows, and it really pulls into the whole will they, won't they, which they kind of don't like pay off at the end, but it's still all right. Uh, it was important because this was written by Chris McKenna. Chris McKenna would then get introduced 
to the MCU by the Rousseau brothers. They brought him in to punch up the Winter Soldier script. They wrote jokes for it. He then would get the Spider-Man Homecoming script and Ant-Man and the Wasp, and then they had him write Far From Home. So many people from, like, community are in the MCU. Like, uh, Daniel Put- Abed is in uh, Winter Soldier. Um, Alice, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Shirley, Yvette Nicole Brown, is in... Um, what the fuck's... The, uh, Infinity War, when they go back, they do the time heist. Or that that's that might be Endgame. Mm. She plays the the woman who notices them at uh, Camp Lehigh, Fort Lehigh. No. Mm. Um. I think Joel McHale's in it. I think uh, the guy who plays the deans in Civil War when. Uh, um. The beginning part where, uh, fuck, I'm really going off the rails on this. It, th- there's a lot of people from community <laughs> MC- MCU. So uh, if it wasn't for the MC- uh, community, there probably wouldn't be as good. Of it, a- here's the problem. Like Civil War felt like so long ago. And then after Endgame felt like some giant, it was so overwhelming. It's like you forgot so much detail from everything that happened before. I, I can't remember. Tony Stark. When Tony Stark's giving his presentation, the dean, uh, the guy who plays the dean, from communities in that there's, there's just so many people from community who are in um, the MCU and people behind the scenes. Dan Harmon was brought in to uh, to punch stuff up. Uh, of course, he's the creator of Rick and Morty. Um, I just community. If it's a show you never watch, it's on Hulu. Go back, give it a watch, take the whole thing in, enjoy it. It's really good. I really want to give it a rewatch soon probably after I finish watching Trailer Park Boys for the 500th billion time. And that's it. That's the show squeezer. That's all our retro romance picks. Sorry it took so long. Yeah, it's uh, technically Monday morning and a few days after Valentine's Day, but we got a show and we will get another show done in another few days or so. Everything Sega. Yeah, we'll be back on track. We'll be back on track. And... Um, Hopefully we won't get off track again, but it's, you know, Squeezers got kids. We got jobs. You can understand. I don't know when the pins of the the Rattalorian logo, the me as the Rattalorian and Squeezer as the child will come in because they're, everything is delayed in China right now. So we have to wait. The t-shirts are in. I'll, I'll post them. And I got, I got some cool stuff to scan and make rad years dot com blogs out of uh so that's coming in the future um i don't know but i bought some i have some stuff to make youtube content out of but i don't fucking know if i'll ever get to it uh it's a lot of work we'll definitely get the podcast every week yeah the other stuff it's yeah just like, this week this week was like i said like on when I, so i told you i lost my voice thursday but friday morning i woke up and it was so bad like, it was this weird, deep kind of thing that was going on where ah. it act, I actually sound like a man. <laughs> you sound and like a very like, sweet man. So, Miss, I was just, like, doing movie trailers, and it sounded awesome. In a world. And then, and then I sound like Brad Roberts from Crash Test Dummies. I'm just walking around like, 
And there was a girl who, and I sounded so cool. And then I had a cough, I'm like, and like this, like hairball came up. And then this nasally squeezer came back, and she was just laughing at me because I was so disappointed because I didn't sound like a man anymore. You are a very handsome and sweet man. And um, that was a very fun episode of the Rad Years podcast, talking about some retro romance stuff from back in the day. We'll be back next week with more shows as we get through the winter, this mild winter on the East Coast, knock on wood. And... Um, you can email me at rk at radyears.com. Squeezer at squeezer at radyears.com. Yep. Send your hate mail. Send your hate mail to him, not me, because I am on time. Never. I've been late for shows before. I've been out of the country and we miss shows. Uh, so we send thought me. we didn't. Yeah, we, we didn't. We're idiots. So send your hate mail to both of us because, you know, we both fuck up. But um, we have 10 seconds of song last, and I'm going to get out right now. So I'm RK. I'm Squeezer. Goodbye, everybody. It's the post.